0: Think about Lohan trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! alone looking for his first hit of the year. Oh. He drives
1: one! Deep left field! Back goes Upton! Back near the wall! It's out of here! Bartolo has done it! There's only one word that comes to mind. Greatness. There's only one word that comes to mind. Greatness. What is up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. I know, Cooper, that probably sounded kind of weird, you know? That'll sound better in editing after, like, Joe Buck's voice goes off, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It'll sound better, but uh, (laughs) tip my hand... Uh, we're back with the weekly. At this point, it's not weekly; it's the occasionally weekly <laughs> um, football rundown. Got college football. What would be rivalry week? Not necessarily a perfect rivalry, rivalry week. We don't have the likes of Ohio State and Michigan, but we still have some great games nonetheless. Then we have Thanksgiving football starting tomorrow in the NFL. And to break that all down today, I have Mister Cooper Lyda. Cooper, how are you doing? Hey, I'm
0: pretty good. How are you today?
1: I am doing incredible. First day of college basketball. We're not talking about that right now. I know. um, Villanova's
0: about to lose, apparently.
1: Are they? Really? Because ASU plays the winner of that game in the 2K Classic.
0: Might be Boston College, from what it looks like.
1: Might be Boston College. That's what I still have yet to finish editing it up. But by the time this is out, the previous episode will have been about, uh, we talk a little basketball. Primarily about the NBA. Went a little bit off script, you know gotta get some time right, in, right. but uh, we'll hop right into it, Coop. Let's start off with um, some college football. That sound good?
0: Yeah, for sure. Let's do it.
1: Alright, so this week uh, got a lot of good Friday games. I feel like usually they, they'll they throw on, uh, I feel like usually we get like the Egg Bowl on, on Thanksgiving, which is so random because it's like uh-huh. Thanksgiving and there'll be like an NFL game on, but then it'll, there'll also be like Ole Miss versus Mississippi State and there'll be like fights and... Uh, the one dude who, like, celebrated like he was a dog peeing.
0: Oh, I remember that, too. <laughs> nothing,
1: That's so funny. Nothing quite like the Egg Bowl. But um, it'll start Friday this year, and we'll start it off with a ranked matchup. Number 13, Iowa State. Um, goes on the road to number 17, Texas. Texas is a one-point favorite, albeit essentially a draw. Uh, what do you like?
0: Well, I think Iowa State is... Overranked like considerably right now at number thirteen. I know a lot of people agree with that, and I, I actually have Texas winning this game twenty-seven twenty. And I, I'm pretty confident. You said it's a one point spread. I'd, I'd be pretty confident in that. I mean, I, I think that I think Texas's offense is going to have a day.
1: Yeah, I think Iowa State's a weird case because I was high on Iowa State before the season because of Brock Purdy, and frankly, Brock Purdy hasn't been incredible, and they've been winning uh-huh. some games. I know um, Breesy Hall, he's been incredible. He's one of the best backs in the country. But I just, I don't think, they're not the 13th best team in the country. I think we all see that. Coastal's better. (laughs) Coastal is better. And Texas, I mean, we haven't really seen a lot recently. They've kind of been flying under the radar. It kind of went past everyone that they beat an Oklahoma State team, which was a big win. This is one of those games that Texas kind of needs to win to keep up. I mean, in the Big 12 general race, and also if they lose this one, uh, Tom Herman, his, his head's being called for no matter what, but this uh, will yeah. really push it. I got I got Texas winning a close one. I'll say 34-30. I think Iowa State's a good team, but not not the 13th best team in the country. Uh, so. Yeah,
0: I agree. I'm with you there.
1: Yeah. And you alluded to it the whole uh, first week of the college football playoff rankings. I would say the good majority of everyone <laughs> was not yeah, was not happy with how that turned out. I think I, I mean BYU it it. BYU not in the top ten ranking like Oklahoma ahead of some teams. I I don't know. Louisiana I was,
0: didn't get ranked. Like, yeah,
1: Cajuns. Do I need to go grab know. my? You know, give me give me, give me a second. <laughs> give me two two seconds. It's actually good, right bro. here. I know that this is a non visual podcast. Well, for my guy Cooper, we're on Facetime. Go Cajuns! Yes, Go Cajuns! Uh-huh. No, it was it was definitely interesting, and you know it's gonna be different than what the AP comes out. But uh, I don't know. I don't like. I, I don't know how I feel about Clemson being ahead of Ohio State. I know they've played more games, but they just haven't looked that impressive because no, they 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 lost to idea. Notre they lose to Notre Dame, and they played honestly a number yeah. of close games like Boston College. And the thing about Ohio State, and maybe the committee didn't, you know, regard Indiana as highly as what they were in the poll, you know, last week at number 9, which we all kind of knew they weren't the ninth best team in the country. But they, I mean, they took them to the brink, and that's okay. They lost, They had a close win against the ninth best team in the country. And whether you think they're 9 or not, I think they totally proved themselves as a very good football team, so... I don't yeah,
0: know. I, I think Michael Penix Junior just I mean, he put it he put it all out there against Ohio State and I think that anybody's gonna have a hard time beating Indiana big, including Ohio State. And I agree with what you said especially about Clemson should not be above Ohio State and uh yeah.
1: That's the one thing I don't know. I, I know some people might like Ohio State more too. I think Notre Dame has done everything to deserve the number two spot. Because no,
0: I agree. Even even as like an Ohio State fan, it's hard to it's hard to knock any team that's undefeated with a win against Clemson. You can't really you can't really put yourself above them when your best one's Indiana. I, I agree.
1: And whether or not like I'm you know, everyone's gonna be skeptical of Notre Dame, whether you're a skeptic of them in the long run or not, they simply have beaten everyone and okay. took down the Goliath of Clemson. So whether uh-huh. you actually think they're the second best team in the country right now or not they have the resume, and they've played well enough to back it up. So
0: that actually leads pretty well into my next pick, if you want to talk about that game. But I don't want to throw you off your game.
1: All right, you know, well, I think we—that's between one. But let, let's go to that one right now. Uh, you talking uh-huh. the Notre Dame game? Uh huh. Number two, Notre Dame, um, five point favorites on the road to go to number nineteen, North Carolina. You sound okay. revved up for this one.
0: <laughs> I am a little bit. I am a little bit. Even as an NC State student, I uh, I really like Sam Howe. I really like UNC's offense. That running game is insane. And I think that if anyone's going to beat Notre Dame, it's going to be this UNC team. And I don't see I don't see Notre Dame going undefeated. So I have UNC winning by a touchdown.
1: So, I I like that in theory. But my thing is I don't think North Carolina's defense can't stop anyone. And I think, although I love what Sam Howell and that offense brings forth, they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to win a game on scoring a crazy amount of points. Like they'll score, but Notre Dame's gonna get some stops. And when it's crunch time, do do I trust North Carolina's defense to get a big stop? I just That's fair. I, it, it it's not.
0: They're going to have to set the pace early if they're going to win. UNC, uh, yeah, no, they definitely they have to get are. out and run it down their throats if they're going to win that game, actually.
1: And I really, I, I don't hate the North Carolina pick, and I really am still not sure how I feel about Notre Dame, but that's exactly why I'm going to take Notre Dame to win and cover. I'm going to say the Irish win by 10, 34-24. Notre okay. Dame says we are the second best team in the country. Are they really? Will they get humbled by Clemson later? We'll see but I think uh, I think this honestly matches up really well for Notre Dame, the way that they don't have an explosive offense but get to face a rather lackluster uh, defense in North Carolina.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I think that's a, a very valid point.
1: Yeah. Should be a great one, though. And then I guess the one that we skipped over quickly, which isn't as important nearly, is uh, Nebraska. They're 13.5-point underdogs to so number 24 Iowa. Iowa being 24, that, you know, that's something. But uh, nonetheless, they are. Uh, nonetheless, they are. What's your pick?
0: Um, I think Nebraska's terrible, honestly. That's, that's just me. It might be a thing. I've, I always think Nebraska's a bit overrated. But I, I have Iowa covering and winning this one 30-14. I, I like Iowa's, Iowa's defense against Nebraska's offense. I just, I don't know about you. I just don't see, I don't see the Cornhuskers pulling this one out.
1: Yeah, no, I I think this is honestly one of the, a matter of whether you like the spread or not, and I'm gonna I'll I'll play devil's advocate. I think Iowa will win. Is Iowa is not the 24th best team in the country, but Nebraska is. I mean, look, they 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 were a pioneer in bringing back the Big Ten football, and they don't contribute much else on the football field. I'll say, I'll say they cover. I'll say Iowa twenty-seven seventeen in a grossly awful Big Ten game with lots of turnovers and no. Excitement. I could
0: see it being a terrible game, actually. That wouldn't surprise me. Like at all. it
1: wouldn't, it would not surprise me if it was like a seven to six game.
0: Yeah, like so, Iowa was the team that a lot of ULL fans were saying the Cajuns should have been ranked over. I know, and I would agree.
1: One hundred percent um uh, next one a rivalry game that is being played in the correct week it's the civil war it's been a bit one-sided but number 15 oregon Oregon—they're two touchdown favorites headed to corvallis to face off against the oregon state beavers Cooper.
0: man i you know i love oregon state i love the beavers but i uh i don't i don't like their the chances in this game particularly i have I have Oregon 35-21 in this one. I uh, It might be because I want to see Panay Sewell win, but I, I just think Oregon's the better team here all around and th- that they'll probably win pretty handedly.
1: You want to see Panay Sewell win? What?
0: Mm-hmm. I oh. want to see him... I want to see him protect the edge.
1: He's not. He he. Cooper. He opted out. You want to see him? You want to see his team win from the oh, sideline? <laughs> I want to
0: see his team win. I want to see Oregon do it. For
1: Ca- I caught I you lacking, Coop. I caught I you lacking. It it's all right. Future 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 Bengal Peninsula. Future gotta, Bengal. I just fu- read Oregon and thought Peninsula. <laughs> no, I, I get it. Future Bengal <laughs> Peninsula. Um, I, I mean, I don't know how you can't root for Oregon State in some context because uh-huh. Oregon's just been like, I mean beaten up on them, and Oregon State's just, like, so, like, like, just, I don't know if Oregon, obviously Oregon doesn't like Oregon State, but it feels like they don't really have that same kind of intensity just because they've rolled over them, and I don't know no, if it's
0: It hasn't even felt like a rivalry
1: game recently. No, and I don't know if it's just that you looked at my sheet, but I also have Oregon, uh, I have them 35 to 20, I don't know if you oh, just, okay. I don't know if you just no, changed the one to make, it, I don't know if you made, made it 35 21, so it was, like, even at 14, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, we're on the same page on that one. Next one, this was a def- this is one of two ranked matchups that or unranked matchups that I threw in for some interest. We have maybe the biggest disappointment game of the year, one that could have been <laughs> a massive game, and that is the winless Penn State Nittany Lions versus the Michigan Wolverines. Penn State, or uh, excuse me, Michigan's a two-point favorite. Michigan Michigan definitely showed some signs of life with uh, Cade McNamara at quarterback last week. But nonetheless, it's going to be um, an interesting one. Cooper, who are you taking?
0: Yeah, I uh, I, I thought Joe Milton is one of the worst college quarterbacks I've maybe ever seen. So it's real good that they're starting to move away from him. And then, I, like you said, I think this could end up being a terrible game. A lot of turnovers. I mean, the Big Ten it's, it, overall hasn't been as good this year as we'd hoped it would be. But I ultimately, I do have Michigan winning and covering twenty-seven to sixteen because I just haven't seen anything from that Penn State offense that would make me make me excited for this matchup.
1: So everything you said, I agree with. You have Michigan actually on some form of a roll after that Rutgers win, kind of like the offense uh-huh. was looking good after Milton. And I, I, feel, I feel a little bad for Milton in the sense that I don't think, I know that he's not like a, the true freshman, but I, he wasn't ready. I think he no, had, I agree. he has crazy arm talent, but he he wasn't ready, and that was well, evident. I think
0: Sean Clifford's a, a multi-year starter for Penn State, and I think I don't think he's shown anything to show he's ready. So I mean, these, these are two programs in a similar similar spot, honestly.
1: Yeah. So Penn State, you have obviously they've been uh, hit bad by the running back bug since the beginning, and right. then you yeah. have both quarterbacks have played bad. I know they've plugged and played. Uh, Clifford in the backup. Then you have, I believe, Pat Friarmuth done for the year. He's having surgery. Michigan probably should win this game. But I I know it's not technically, like, a big game. And Penn State's, like, more of a secondary rival than Michigan State or, um, like, Michigan State or maybe, like, Ohio State. But this just feels like one that Michigan's going to lose because every game like this Michigan would lose, albeit it would probably have bigger, you know, um, implication. So I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, usually it
0: would be to eliminate them from the playoffs. Yeah, this time yeah. They're, they're already out.
1: Yeah. So like a part of me wanted to say like seven to six Penn State, but instead <laughs> I'll I'll say twenty one to twenty Penn State. Penn State gets their win. Michi- okay. Michigan does not run the table like uh, Cade was saying after in the postgame. I mean, good for him though. He looked good.
0: Yeah, I don't know what, what has gotten into him thinking they're going to score
1: on Ohio State. Hey, hey. Well, I mean, what? Are, that's the thing, though. What are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to be like, okay, guys, good <laughs> win over Rutgers, but we suck. Like, that's the thing. I feel like I was talking about this the other day with someone. When, like, especially college athletes are asked, like, after they upset someone big, they're, like, asked, like, like, were you surprised or anything like that? Of course, what are they supposed to say? No, yeah. I thought we were going to get, you know... Our behinds handed to us. Like what? You're you're gonna be confident. You gotta have trust in your program. Yeah. I yeah. although you're right. I mean they will not score on Ohio State. <laughs> speaking speak, speaking of Ohio State, that was that was a nice little segue. Thanks for setting up work, there. Uh, number four, Ohio State, coming off a bit of a scare there. A tu- or four touchdown and a half favorites over Illinois. That's twenty eight and a half for those who aren't mathematicians. Cooper. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, as an Ohio State fan, I'm biased in, in saying this, but I do think that the committee has always had it out for the Buckeyes a little bit. That might be wrong, might be right. Take with that what that you will. But I have Ohio State winning big in this one. Justin Fields played his worst game of the year last week against a good defense, and I think he'll bounce back this week, and we'll see another game out of him where he throws more more touchdowns than incompletions, kind of thing, because he really is that good. And uh, I think this is just another game where he'll continue cementing himself as the number two player in the class.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's much to this. Um, Ohio yeah. State coming off a close loss versus an Illinois team that won't be able to stop them. I will be interested to see. Ohio State's going to win this game. I want to see how the secondary looks. Because, yeah, my, my Michael Penix has been incredible this year. But for a secondary that was held with such high standard, it was ridiculously bad. I don't no, think I, I don't think they could play poorly enough to make them lose the game, but that's gonna be something to keep the, keep an eye on. I'll take All Ohio right. State with a big cover, fifty nine seventeen. I fifty
0: six fourteen. I
1: don't know. I I don't know if you know if there's a prop out of sorts, but that definitely would be an interesting one on the fields. Uh, more touchdowns or incompletions? I'd, pro- <laughs> I'd probably take the touchdowns, but
0: I think I would take the touchdowns as well. Yeah, I give them four or five.
1: Yeah. No question. Next, SEC. I, I, I think this one's still on. I know. I think Kentucky said that they were having issues, but I don't believe it was canceled. Um, so we'll go. Unranked Kentucky headed to the Swamp against number six, Florida. Florida, 23.5-point favorites. Uh, what do you got for me, Coop?
0: Yeah, I, I think Kyle Trask is just going to come out and continue. You know, Florida fans are going to call him the Heisman after this game. I know they've been calling him that all year, but they're going to go ahead and call the race over after this game because he's probably going to come out.
1: And stop the count stop the count stop, the count! <laughs> <laughs> stop the count! stop the
0: count! No, I think, I think he'll come out and he'll have a Justin Fields type of stat line against uh, against Kentucky, and I, I have Florida covering 37-10 to 10 because I also don't think that Kentucky's going to be able to do too much on that defense.
1: Yeah, I think Florida's rolling right now. Kyle Trask is, I mean, look, I had him as my best quarterback in the SEC, you know, going into this year. But I I couldn't tell you that I thought he was going to quite do this. Nonetheless, and look, I'm a Bama fan, but Kyle Trask has been the best quarterback in Mm -hmm. college football this year.
0: Max has been a lot better than I
1: thought he would be. Max has been good. Max has been better than I thought. But frankly, I mean, Florida's just looks so fun offensively, and it feels like I would never say that about Florida. Like, it feels like they're always really good defense but bland offensively. They're awesome. Kentucky scored three points on Alabama, and they they just looked out of sync offensively. It's obviously they weren't going to win the game. But t- touchdown Terry doesn't deliver many touchdowns. There's not a lot going on offensively. Also, Florida covers, we'll say, uh, 45-13 Gators. Next we have um th- this should be a fun one. Um, Maryland, unranked Maryland, who had some time off because of uh, some issues with the Rona. They were I was super excited a couple weeks ago when they were supposed to play Ohio State, and Talia was just gonna about to you know, go he off and be- on a roll. He was about. That's he was about funny. to tear. Off, he was. Buckeyes got lucky on that one, <laughs> but we'll, Indiana might not be that lucky as the Terrapins are eleven and a half point underdogs um, on the road to number twelve, Indiana.
0: Yeah, so I think both teams are actually gonna gonna score a lot of points in this game, and I, I do think Indiana will cover, but I think it'll be they'll start pulling away probably in the late second half, and I, I had the score in this one as. Forty two to, to thirty one. Or I mean 40, 42 to twenty eight. Sorry about that. Like their own score. But um yeah, I think Indiana will probably will probably be it'll be a close game the whole way, and then I, I like Phoenix's chance to go ahead and, and pull away at the end.
1: I'm with you for the most part. I have it a little bit less uh less high scoring and uh. I like Maryland taking them to the brink. I, I'm buying it. I, I'm a big fan of Mike Loxley and what he's doing. I think Talia's really you know, starting to find his stride. Uh, Indiana and in their offense, we're going to see a big play from Pennix to Fry Fogle mm-hmm. um, to ice it. But I, I actually, I think Maryland's going to take him very down to the wire. They're not going to let him cover. I'm saying 35-31 Hoosiers.
0: Okay, I could see that. Yeah, Tawali has been amazing, like you said, Talia.
1: Yeah. Um, next we have, I don't know, I must have deleted their ranking. Um, we have Texas Tech. Um On the road against Oklahoma State, after a demoralizing loss in Bedlam, Oklahoma State's an eleven point favorite.
0: Yeah, and I do think that they'll they'll bounce back and cover here. i don't I'm not particularly excited about this game either way, to be honest, but I, I do think that Oklahoma is just going to come out and out offense them, and I've got them winning thirty one to fourteen. I really can't speak too much about Texas Tech. I don't know a ton about the team, but I know that when I've watched them, they haven't wowed me or anything. See, I'd say I have Oklahoma
1: State. Yeah, uh, number number 23 Oklahoma State I have confirmed. Um yeah, it, it's really disappointing for Oklahoma State. Every I'm like maybe they're going to win Bedlam this year cuz they looked really good and it's just it's constant it's, do- it's constant domination. <laughs> that was sad and they've just been incredibly incredibly Disappointing this year, even if like, I mean, not everyone necessarily bought into they're the best Big Twelve team, but they haven't played like that dynamic offense that they expected. Spencer Sanders has been like a bit banged up and not great. Chuba Hubbard has not been anywhere close to what we thought you know he could no. do from last year. I mean, ridiculously um, no, yeah, less than expected. Tyler Tyler Wallace is still incredible, but the thing is when he's the only one playing well, it's not that dynamic. So, this reminds
0: me of Bryce Love at Stanford. Actually, what's happened with Chuba Hubbard? It's been weird.
1: That that yeah, that's that's actually a great comparison. That all being said, I'll take Oklahoma State and them covering forty five twenty four. But definitely it'll be tough to be a Pokes fan. They they only play well right. like you know underrated and in games they shouldn't win, not like in Bedlam.
0: Yeah, they they they're miss they're, they're missing it of the Big Twelve.
1: Yeah. Next up, we have the best team in. Co- is co- coastals in North Ca- coastals in North Carolina, yeah?
0: South Carolina. In
1: so- okay, that's why I halted myself because I was pretty sure they were North Carolina. The best team in South Carolina, then. Excuse mm-hmm. me. No questions. Like no que-
0: West,
1: South Carolina. No, no questions as the best team. Oh, you know, I'll just say the best team in the Carolinas. Number twenty, Ooh. Coastal Carolina, seventeen point favorites uh, against Texas State.
0: Yeah, App gave, App gave Coastal a great game, but uh, I just think Coastal's the best team in, in the Sun Belt, like you said, and I think that they're probably going to take care of Texas State and win by three, four touchdowns. And so, yeah, I, I would say that they will – I have them 42-14 to 14 probably.
1: Yeah, I, I, I love Coastal. I think they're incredible. It's so fun to watch uh, Grace McCall. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking to Texas State, I don't know a lot besides that. Um, earlier this week, one of my friends sent me – one of those Sporkle quizzes where you had to, like, it was one where you had to try to name all 130 mascots. Texas State, the Bobcats. The Bobcats <laughs> will be losing. I wouldn't have
0: known that.
1: I, see, I did good. I got, I, there were a couple that I ended up not having time, so quite, like, literally, I got 118 out of 130. I think <laughs> a, couple of the, a couple of them were, um, like, there was Wisconsin and, like, Western Michigan. There were, like, a couple W ones that I didn't get to, so I'd probably give myself like a one twenty two. But yeah, Bobcats. Sure. Bobcats will lose forty four to twenty.
0: Yeah, I mean they—they honestly, no offense to any Texas State fans, but they—they they have been a bottom feeder in the Sun Belt, and you know that's not a great title to have.
1: And l- let me tell you this, Cooper. And I—I don't want you to feel bad about this in any way. We don't have many people listening to this, anyway. So the chance that there's a Texas State Bobcat <laughs> fan listening to it, hey, I, 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 I would be, fl- I would be flattered if there was someone that was a fan of the Texas State Bobcats that could be offended.
0: Maybe this is the one that blows up.
1: This is the one that blows up and gets its way to uh Bobcat Nation. <laughs> um, next up, haven't seen Clemson in a while. Trevor Lawrence either. Uh, Pitt's gonna go to them. As twenty four point dogs, number three Clemson.
0: Yeah, I think I think Pitt will go ahead and score more than people probably think they will on this Clemson defense. But I don't think that Trevor Lawrence is going to take too long to get back to being Trevor Lawrence. And so I do have Clemson, uh, forty eight to twenty, which would be would be a cover just barely. But I, I think that I think that this one will. You know Pitt's not going to beat Clemson like they did a few years ago, but but they'll score some points. They'll they'll put up some points. They'll have some fun. But yeah, Clemson will win pretty big.
1: I think Clemson wins, and I, I I like a lot of what you're saying, but I still have questions about the defense, and that's why I don't have them covering. And I have it actually being only a two touchdown game, which for any regular context of football, that's like oh well, that's a blowout. Not not for Clemson versus uh as twenty four point favorite. But I think Pitt will score a little bit. They're not going to quite do the whole Pitt upset thing. It wouldn't feel the same after they lost the after Clemson already lost the game. But I'm going to say Clemson 30-24, big game for T. Lot defense, still some question marks. Mm-hmm. Um, next we have maybe I, I I maybe we have the second best team in the Big Ten, maybe not the number eight Northwestern Wildcats. Uh, the committee says they are. Um yeah, I, I don't know,
0: man. Number eight was, I, I was hoping that they'd get some respect on their name, but number eight is a little, that, little crazy.
1: Hey, hey, I know we have one, specific, hopefully one specific Northwestern fan listening to this that will appreciate the hype. I'm <laughs> um, right, but the, but they're, they're, uh, the fighting Reese Davises They're the fighting Reese Davises. They're 13.5 point road favorites against the mighty Michigan State Spartans. The fighting uh, Rocky <laughs> Lombardi's, even though I think he got benched.
0: Yeah, Michigan. Michigan as a state is just not very good at football this year, I guess. Huh?
1: It's awful. <laughs> it's
0: been like really the thing bad. is,
1: usually you have you have Michigan like choking in some form, but in a, like grant in the grand scheme of things, they're pretty like it's pretty respectable. Yeah. And like well, and Michigan
0: State's relevant usually. Like they're not they're not just horrible.
1: Yeah, I mean like <laughs> the last two years. Yeah, but like for most of the time under uh D'Antoni, they've been like they've been relevant. You know that. uh... College football playoff appearance was a bit out of the ordinary, but they've consistently been like solid, and yeah. it's it's just awful. Like elevated and I mean, I guess I haven't followed uh, the Chippewas too much, or really the rest of uh, the Michigan schools, but they can't be that outstanding. Yeah,
0: no, I doubt it. I doubt it. That's gotta be a that's gotta be a candidate for one of the most disappointing football states this year.
1: Yeah, for sure. But uh let's yeah. Uh, eight Northwestern and unranked Michigan State. What do you got?
0: Oh, I have 35 to 14 Northwestern. I, I don't even know if Michigan State will score 14, but I decided to be nice and give them a couple of touchdowns.
1: Yeah. Uh, you're clearly just like, I, I guess I, I think I sent you my notes with my picks on it. So you just kind of altered them a little bit. So, like, you, it looks like you kind of did your own thing, but, like, you really just went off to me. I you?
0: actually did not that much, like, look at look at your picks. I did look at your spreads and everything you had written down, though.
1: Well, with that being said, I, I have Northwestern winning 31-13. to See, so that was one of those things you, like, slightly changed it, but we're of uh-huh. on the same thing. <laughs> Thir- yeah, honestly, 13 might be a blessing for Michigan State, but I'll say since, like, Northwestern's scoring more, they'll give up a tiny bit more. But domination from possibly the second-best team in the Big Ten – what what do you think if they were to win like this? Do you think they'd move up? Like, could they move up?
0: It's hard to move them up. Like, like I don't I know, know how you can get any higher than eight in the Big Ten. Like, I know
1: if fights. if Notre Dame loses, that 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 would be interesting to see how it's all ranked. I kind of want some chaos to ensue. In some of these top I think teams. Notre Dame so, would
0: probably. I don't know. Would they jump Notre well, Dame? That's
1: well, but question. that's the thing. You also you are you going are they gonna stick with keeping Notre Dame ahead of Clemson? 'Cause you kinda have to like I I don't there's so many questions. Nonetheless There's a lot of questions. Go Northwestern Wildcats. Next up, the Almighty Iron Bowl. News came in about Nick Saban. He will not be on the sideline. He actually did get Corona this time, unlike the last time they were in a big game. So it'll be Steve Sarkisian at the helm is number 22, not deserving to be ranked number 22. Auburn Tigers head to number one Alabama. Bama's 24 and a half point favorites. And when I say Auburn doesn't deserve to be number 22, strictly based off their record and such, like, yeah, sure. But in reality, the SEC straight up gave them two games against Arkansas and Ole Miss. So.
0: No, yeah, and they, they <laughs> haven't—they haven't proved it in any in any meaningful game to me either. And uh, Bo Nix has been—I don't want to say terrible, but he's looked—he's looked like nervous almost.
1: It's Does when you when sense? you have a year like like last year, you can kind of you know forgive him in the sense that he's a true freshman. You knew he was going to be a little reckless and make mistakes. Mm-hmm. As a sophomore, you can't you can't play like this. If he he's just—it's hard to determine if he's really an asset or a liability.
0: Nah, yeah, I agree. I, I think that I think next year will be a, a big year for him to see if he's even if he'll end up finishing up his career as a starter at Auburn, honestly.
1: Yeah. But uh twenty four and a half, number one Alabama. What are we thinking?
0: I I have Alabama very big here, even without Nick Saban. I, I have Alabama scoring forty nine points and then that defense holding Auburn to about seventeen. So I, I do have Bama covering.
1: You're literally <laughs> taking off of my script. I think <laughs> Alabama <laughs> no. will absolutely dominate them. Following last year, um, I think the whole that the the whole narrative that Sabin not being there affects them massively is like it, it's just is a bit ignorant in the sense that yeah you're not gonna it's not as ideal when you don't have your leader but ultimately he's not calling plays and because especially I I think there will be more defensive repercussions but the defense has totally you know short itself up since like the Ole Miss game and such they gave up. Six points to Kentucky, and they shut out Mississippi State, albeit not the best teams in the conference, con- conference, conference.
0: I hey, still but, two like, SEC shutouts.
1: But sorry. yeah, no, they've been they've been great. Auburn is not the twenty second best team in the country. Alabama will steamroll them, fifty two to seventeen. Another example of how Cooper's just slightly changing my picks.
0: <laughs> Three points off. I'm literally not, but that's actually insane.
1: Yeah, next up we have a have a good old Pac twelve game. I think this might be the only Pac twelve, or I guess we had the Civil War. We have two Pac twelve games. Uh, twelve and a half point underdogs for the Colorado Buffaloes as they head to number eighteen USC. Yeah,
0: and uh, I think this is obviously a very important game for USC. I, I do think I do think USC is gonna is gonna win this game. I don't like the twelve and a half point spread, especially with that, what we saw Colorado do against Stanford. Um, and I, I think that I think Keaton Slavis will get it done. I have I have USC winning this one, 35 to thirty one, but not covering twelve and a half is kind of an insane spread to me. Honestly, I don't know about you.
1: I am one hundred percent with you, except I have the stones to to do what I think you want to happen. And yeah, that is why yeah, I will way. be taking the Colorado Buffaloes and their head coach Carl with a K, I believe <laughs> Carl Dorrell. That was one of the I was that was another kind of sporical thing I was doing, trying to name every uh, power fi- or power five head coach. I had trouble with Carl Dorrell, but this Colorado team has been impressive. I, albeit you know, two games against UCLA and Stanford, not necessarily the cream of the crop but a team that was expected to be a true bottom feeder already winning two games and a USC team that put it together against Utah but frankly should have lost to both of the Arizona schools. I really don't care what you say. No, I Um, agree. They should have won it too. Especially especially ASU. Arizona played right hand-in-hand with them. That's a pretty bad Arizona team. You saw they got throttled by Washington. I just just think USC's time runs out. Slovis is good, but he's looked off. I don't know if it's been a little bit of an injury thing. I know his his stats, for the most part, have been fine. Maybe not, like, crazy, but it, it doesn't look like he's been playing bad. Just some of his balls look a little bit off. Um, but he hasn't
0: been the X factor he was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, he hasn't
1: sure. quite been that. And I, I don't know. I just think USC got very lucky in their first two games. Mm-hmm. And... They they let a guy named Carl with a K come to the Coliseum and they are corralled.
0: I can Go see. You, they're due for a loss. Go lot.
1: Thirty one thirty Colorado and if this were to happen, I know it's all it's already all muddied up because of like cancellations and stuff. Because Colorado's only played two games, and I I mean the Pac twelve is ridiculous. Some of their policies and stuff like I don't know how it's gonna work. But if all of this is like what I think it is. If Colorado were to win, I believe they would be in the driver's seat to win the Pac-12 South.
0: No, uh, yeah, I mean at this point, it's only it's a very short season. I, I could definitely see it. Well, that would be really surprising. I mean, I, I think I, I
1: think at this point, this game is for the Pac-12 South because <laughs> they're they're the two undefeated teams, albeit they've played a. I, I, that's the word. That's the word of the podcast. Albeit, um, <laughs> they have played a combined five games, but ASU's not going to play enough games. Arizona's zero oh. two. You, I mean, Peg 12 is a joke. End of story. <laughs> but Carl with a K beats USC 31-30. Go Buffs. Sco Buffs. Love like to see it. Um, next, got an SEC matchup. This was one of the greats from a couple years ago. LSU, not quite as good as last year. Not quite as good as uh, a couple years ago. Their iconic game. You got LSU and number five Texas A and M. Fourteen and a half point favorites at home are the Aggies. Tell me, Cooper, are they going to recreate that seven overtime game?
0: You know, I really wish. I really wish, but I don't think. I don't think LSU's offense has it in them, in them this year. I think that. I think they'll cover the fourteen and a half points, but I, I don't see this offense. This offense scoring near as much as Texas A and M does, and I, I have the Aggies thirty one to seventeen. Personally, I don't know about you.
1: Um. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I would love to see a replica of that crazy, um, billion overtime game, but this is a, I mean, kind of just bad LSU team. Like I think we all kind mm-hmm. of knew that he that that they weren't going to be as good as last year when you lose so much talent. But the, the I I think has I, been surprisingly
0: the, def- bad, no. the
1: the thing is I, I don't think that was that that wasn't that surprising to me because they were already pretty average last year it took a historic offense to get it done and then they lost almost every good player from I don't think it's that crazy their defense was that bad I think that Missouri game still confuses me the blowout by Auburn that confuses me I'm pretty sure Miles <sighs> Brennan's done for the year. I'll have them it won't be quite like the Auburn Massacre, but I'm gonna have AM cover and I'll say thirty-seven to twenty. Um I'll say 30, 37 to twenty. That sounds right for AM. Um let's see, we got three games left on the college slate before we get to the NFL. Uh we got number nine Georgia looking to amend last year's uh Massive upset loss. They're uh, three touchdown and a half favorites. That's tw- 21 and a half for non-mathematicians uh, over the South Carolina Gamecocks.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not super high on, on South Carolina. And uh, I am pretty high on this on this Georgia team without Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett was not, not the answer at quarterback. I'm glad that they finally decided to see that. And I think their offense is going to come out and be just as explosive as it was last week. And uh, I actually I have, I have Georgia winning this one 40-15, and I, I don't think it'll be close at any point. I think they'll get out ahead quick, and, you know, it might be a garbage touchdown or two.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, this is a fractured program at South Carolina. They mm-hmm. were already, you know, it was already kind of a weird time with Muschamp. Like, they had some talent. They can never thrive. And, I mean, it's already – that's a tough job to have success with. But, it's like, the last week uh, you have Muschamp's been gone. Mm-hmm. They've just looked awful. You've seen former players come out and bash them. It sounds like uh, I know Louisville Scott Satterfield put forth a presser that was like, "I'm flattered, but I'm not taking the deal." I find I would not want to take the South Carolina deal. That sounds like an absolutely atrocious deal. Obviously, you're trying to get a coaching job, but there you got a long way to go with the Gamecocks. Georgia, they have their quarterback, possibly, albeit too late. Looks like last week they had to sacrifice their defense in um, having JT Daniels there this week. South Carolina will do them the favor. 34-10 to 10 <laughs> Bulldogs. Um, let's see. Next, and really the last super serious game. Actually, I think this game was canceled. I think oh, yeah, this...
0: Oklahoma, West Virginia, I believe it was. Oklahoma,
1: West Virginia was canceled. If you uh, wanted sure. to know Oklahoma 11-point favorites, I was going to have them uh, 42-30.
0: I had them covering 45-20, so there you yeah.
1: go. Although, to be noted, West Virginia undefeated at home. Uh, and that Ooh. will at least continue for this week. Um, One more and, week. Could and the last game, the second of the unranked matchups that I included in here... Uh, we have the Troy Trojans best known with uh head coach Neil Brown now at West Virginia and their massive upset in Death Valley they're taking on uh Coops uh Abstate Mountaineers at least for now current current Appalachian State student he mentioned that uh, possibly moving to uh the Wolfpack side of town but uh your your team's two point or two touchdown favorites after a t- tough loss to Coastal Carolina what are you thinking
0: yeah, so I, first off, I think, like I said earlier, the Coastal is a great team. Grayson McCall is a great quarterback, and it, it was a great game to watch too. As an App fan, it was it was a struggle for Zach Thomas. It's been a struggle for Zach Thomas at times this year, but uh, the secondary has bailed him out. We've got, according to PFF, the two best corner duos in uh, in college football, and I think because of that, I think we'll come in against Troy probably cover here. I've got at thirty one to ten. And uh, I think it'll be largely on the ground because Zach Thomas, like I said, he's been struggling, and I'm not too excited about what we've seen through the air from that offense at all. But I, I do like their chance to ground and pound it out and uh, get a few touchdowns on the board and hold this one.
1: I hate App State. I do <laughs> Why not is that? because as my I will put back on my raging Cajun hat oh, right, right, as a right, right. diehard Louisiana Lafayette fan. I just I don't care for them. I I I think they suck. I think they're awful. Um although I what's it, Clifton Duck? I like that guy. I like Clifton uh-huh. Duck. A, a, Akeem Davis uh Gaither, not bad either. Uh I don't really know how Troy's doing this year and frankly, for sake of this pick, I didn't really care to dig too deep. All I know is they had that awesome win over um over LSU and in what was essentially a pay game. And I, I like Neil Brown. I like their coach. And I know I don't like Abstate and for all of those reasons I'll take I'll take Troy in the upset. And it will be massive. It'll be seismic. It will be seventy-six to four. Troy Trojans. They give App State two safeties out of kindness of their heart.
0: Seventy-six four. Wow.
1: Seventy-six to four.
0: I mean Zach Thomas has had trouble holding on to the ball. He's this been
1: pretty. <laughs> He's been pretty I mean, bad. It did
0: take a lot of turnovers for that to happen.
1: Uh, yeah. Well I'm I'm am t- i I'm telling you right now, it's happening. Seventy six <laughs> four. Call your bookie. We'll see. Yeah, we might have to put
0: a little side bet on this one. We might I'll have to put a little side
1: bet on this one. <laughs> um, well, that being said, early in the morning tomorrow, I guess, uh, one of the games was canceled, so it'll be one of two games begin. The uh, First being uh, the – I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, Houston Texans, they are three-point favorites on the road against the Detroit Lions following a big win over the Patriots. Yeah, uh, that's, I mean, the thriller game that we're super excited to watch when we wake up before we eat some turkey. What are you, what are you thinking?
0: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. For Thanksgiving football, we probably could have gotten a better matchup, especially with no Kenny Galladay for the Lions. I think that offense is going to come out and look just as flat as it has all season. I think DeAndre Swift could have a pretty good game, but I, I like Deshaun Watson's chance as the – as the he has got that x factor his to him, and I could definitely see him taking this game over. I have the Texans winning twenty three to thirteen, and not because I think the Texans are good, but more because I think without without their weapons, you know, we've still got Marvin Hall for the Lions as well. He's nursing an injury; he might be back. We know Galladay's out. We have, they've just got injuries everywhere. I, I like the uh, the Texans' chance to win this one 23-13 and cover.
1: So I've gone back and forth on this. My pick right here says the Lions, but I don't know how I, I don't know how I feel about it because it made this not one hundred percent certain about Kenny Galladay.
0: Yeah. And I they really didn't get d- shut out this past week against Carolina who had PJ Walker.
1: <laughs> they did do that. And I still think the Texans are a pretty bad football team that's pretty bad defensively. And I kinda wanna flip to the Texans. But for sake of us not having the same pick and for sake <laughs> of me just I already I already had a pretty rough week. I I'm pretty sure I didn't calculate it yet for the blog, but I don't think I did too well last week. I'll I'll go with the Lions. They have Kind of nothing going for him right now following that loss last week, but why not? Viva La Lions. They play every Thanksgiving. They'll get a win this time, 27-24.
0: I respect it. I respect it.
1: Um, Next, we got, uh, I mean, this is real doubleheader madness. You're you're going to keep your eyes glued to the TV for this one. Man,
0: this is what they gave us on Thanksgiving.
1: (laughs) It's ridiculous. You got uh, the illustrious Washington football team, their first appearance in a... A Thursday night game, or a uh, a Thanksgiving game, I suppose. Um, (laughs) As they're going to be three point underdogs headed to Jerry's World against uh, the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Yeah, so I think the I think the Washington football team is terrible, honestly. As as a Bengals fan, last week we watched them beat us twenty to nine. And at halftime before the, the gruesome injury to Joe Burrow, it was 9-7 to Bengals. And really, they only came out and scored a few touchdowns as the energy. I mean, the Bengals were just deflated. And I mean, I didn't see anything that wasn't from Terry McLaurin that excited me about the Redskins. I don't think Alex Smith is going to get it done for you. I think he can be the average quarterback he's always been or a step or two below that, that he's always been. I think that Antonio Gibson's good. J. D. McKissick's fun to watch, but they just their defense isn't that great. I, I don't know. I don't love that team, and I, I do love the Red Rifle and the Cowboys. I think he's been building some chemistry with that offense. He looked pretty. He didn't look great last week. He looked decent last week, and uh, I like the Cowboys to win this one 27-14 in cover.
1: Red Rifle. Oh, uh, this was another that was a bit of a coin toss for me. I'll uh, I'll continue to play devil's advocate. Why not? Two teams coming off big wins that, I mean, frankly, both aren't good teams. And it's really sad to say that this is a massive... That this game has really incredible implications because... Yeah. A win for this goes miles in their division race, which...
0: Oh God. I believe the winner of this takes sole possession of first for the moment.
1: I couldn't tell you, but that sounds right to me. I'm not going to question you on that <laughs> it's one. That's messed up. Um, the Cowboys looked better last week with Andy Dalton, for sure. They played with some motivation. Um w Washington, not, not a great team, nonetheless, coming off a win. I don't know if... <sighs> I just think this Cowboys team is also really bad. I think these are two really bad football teams. And with Mike McCarthy at the helm, I don't know if I really see the Cowboys winning back-to-back games. And a, a couple big plays from Antonio Gibson. Some... Um, maybe it's also just me having some nostalgia and, like, Sympathy for for Alex Smith, but I, I like the football team. I like the football team. Um, I really, you know, I should rephrase that. I don't really like either team, but I will, <laughs> in, instead of going the route of saying they're going to tie, which maybe I should do, uh, I'll, <laughs> say, I'll say Washington wins by three, 20 to 17.
0: All right. I like Terry McLaurin, so I can respect it for that. But... Yeah.
1: And then the third game, we'll just pick it now, Um. despite it being moved to Sunday. Um NFL I'm not really sure what you're doing taking away the only good game of the day but that that that's the Baltimore Ravens bit, you know reeling a little bit right now not playing their best football against the mighty undefeated Steelers in a in a pretty big divisional game Steelers are four and a half point favorites
0: yeah, I, I think that that, uh, that Ravens defense, like you said, it's been reeling these past couple of weeks. I think that the offensive struggles might be a little bit on coaching. You know, everyone everyone did say, we had a friend say, that, uh, that people would figure out Lamar Jackson and the Ravens this year. And, you know, I expected that to be wrong. But, I mean, through the past couple of weeks, it's hard to argue that people have figured out Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. So I think that the Steelers defense is going to show up. I think they'll hold the Ravens to 16 points. And now, like, Big Ben and the the Steelers' offense has chance to score about 30, win this one 30-16, and cover that four-and-a-half-point spread.
1: It's... Uh, I feel like I, uh, throughout most of the year, I found myself picking against the Steelers, and they just keep proving everyone wrong. That's really what this team is, because on paper and in certain ways that they've played, it doesn't really make sense that they're undefeated and, you know, maybe the best team in football. But... They just have, they, they've played like it, and the Ravens simply have not. Lamar, Lamar hasn't thrown the ball well, albeit, again, where to the podcast. Um, the offense overall hasn't found a crazy groove. They, they still run the ball decently well. They just haven't gotten it done when it's super necessary. I think they'll possibly put some points, um, but especially with you have wow. it'll, it's Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins will both be out. I did get Gus Edwards for fantasy football off the, I of the wire. Did too. Ch- cheers. <laughs> cheers. Um Don't I don't know if I'm willing to start him though because this Steelers defense is ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I'm. Gonna, no, I,
0: I, I wouldn't him. I'm
1: stashing him. I think I'm holding on him because the, the, yeah. this Steelers team, it's really good. They oh. have so many receivers that can hurt you. It's ridiculous. Um, they're going to probably let Juju walk, and they'll draft a kid in the third round that'll just fill in easily. That, that, that's, that's, that's for for the off-season, uh, podcast. But, I, I got the Steelers, I have them covering. I think, I could see the Ravens, like, winning this game deep into the fourth, and then the Steelers, big play. I'll say 30 to 24, Hmm. uh, 30 to 24, raise your terrible towel. Yes? I'm all good. I hate the
0: Steelers.
1: (laughs) Um, to the Sunday slate, I suppose that's part of the Sunday slate. But the Las Vegas Raiders are three point favorites on the road against the Atlanta Falcons.
0: Yeah, I I've loved Derek Carr ever since he came into the league. I've loved this Raiders team all year. I uh, I actually thought they were going to beat the Chiefs on Sunday night. Sadly, they couldn't pull it out there at the end when Mahomes just went crazy. But I I don't think that this Falcons defense is going to have an answer for the, the combination of Carr and Jacobs and that, that offense. It's too explosive. The defense has been getting better. I think that the Raiders will win this one 31-20 in cover.
1: Yeah, well, the Raiders have just quietly been very good. They, I mean, they're the only team to have you know really given the Chiefs any form of fits besides the Chargers, but you know the Chargers are going to do that. They'll play every team close and mm-hmm. probably lose.
0: And then probably lose by field goal. Yep. Yeah.
1: So... I think the Falcons will do what they usually do and they'll score some points, but it's hard not to pick this Raiders team because I don't know if you could ever feel better about yourself after a loss. So I got, I got the Raiders. I'll, I'll have them with a slight cover. I'll say 34 to 30. A lot of scoring. Um, next, the Dolphins coming off a, a funky loss um, against the Broncos. They're nonetheless those seven-point road favorites against this podcast and my, my New York Jets. New York Jets. Yeah,
0: I I was a little bit surprised. Like, you said funky. I think that's a good word to describe it. This didn't look like the Dolphins team we've seen this season. And luckily, I think Brian Flores is a great coach and that they'll turn it around quick. But I think think Tua is going to have to... to, I don't want to say figure it out, because he didn't play particularly terrible, but he also didn't play special. And I think that this team will call back Ryan Fitzpatrick, if they have to, to make that playoff push, because I think they're ready for a playoff push. And if Tua's not ready then uh, I think they'll call on him. But either way, I do think that the Jets are just terrible, and I think that they're excited to uh, continue losing to get themselves Trevor Lawrence in a few months. I have the Dolphins covering 27-13.
1: Yeah, to me, I think there's it's no question. The Dolphins are going to win this game, and odds are they're going to cover. But it really poses the question, what do we make of the Dolphins? And... I think we can buy some stock into the way their defense is continuously played. They've played mm-hmm. great, even in that loss last week. They didn't lose because of the defense. I don't think. I don't think it really matters if it's Tua or if it's Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. I don't think the offense in general has what it takes, because they get essentially no production from the running back spot. They have a, you know, a without stri-
0: Gaskin at least without Gaskin.
1: Even with Gaskin though, Gaskin like you. You have Gaskin. You have. Uh, um, oh Ahmed. They, they have a they just have a bunch of running backs that don't really get it done enough. And then at receiver, they have a couple solid guys, but no one that's really a game breaker. So I think the ceiling on this Dolphins team is limited. I hope that Tua, you know, keeps it going and plays well. I love my guy Tua. We'll see though in the grand scheme of things. Uh in pertain pertaining to this game, I'll say thirty one sixteen Dolphins. T Lot of New York, baby. <laughs> Um, next one we have, we we follow, last game was my, the podcast favorite team, this time the podcast least favorite team, and that's the, I'd say actually my two least favorite teams right now, that being the Los Angeles Chargers, who are five and a half point dogs on the road against the Josh Allen Buffalo Bills.
0: Yeah, like you mentioned earlier, this Chargers team is is really good at, staying in games and losing them at the end and i would not be surprised if that's what happens here at all i do think i wouldn't be surprised as well to see the chargers you know actually pull one out here but i, I have the chargers losing 28 to 24 in covering i just i don't know about josh allen i, know, I think everyone has kind of accepted him as a franchise qb this year and I, I i don't know about that i'm i'm not i'm not huge on it and i i, I haven't He could struggle this game
1: I haven't. I definitely have not. And you clearly this is another example of you just looking at my notes and changing a little <laughs> bit. And that is because similar to one of the college football picks, we are on the exact same wavelength except I have the stones to go the extra mile. Either way, I'm going to have some form of being happy and sad with the outcome of this game cuz either the Chargers lose or the Buffalo or or the Bills lose, and there's going to be someone on either side that plays poorly, so it's a win for me. Chargers can't close games. But this seems like a one they can win, even though it's against the Jets, coming off a win. I think this. I think this is a game that they can really compete to the end. They, and they, I guess they always do compete to the end. But the Bills also haven't necessarily been incredible closers. They almost choked that game to the Rams. Frankly, they should have lost that game because of a poor pass interference call. With all that being said, I like the Chargers to steal this one. And you know the score I have, Cooper. You clearly do because you just said it.
0: Is it twenty eight twenty four?
1: It is twenty eight twenty four, but for the Chargers instead. <laughs>
0: so we just had it flipped. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was if it was flipped like that. It'll be a fun game. I'm excited to watch that one.
1: I should have done this myself. If you're just going to use my notes and slightly change them, <laughs> but got 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 a thriller for this one, uh, including your uh your guys you got the Giants of New York, the New York Football Giants. They're six point favorites against the Cincinnati Bengals, who I believe will be starting Brandon Allen, former yeah, uh, I, for, former Razorback excited. quarterback.
0: Yeah, I, I have never been less excited for a Bengals game. I, I love watching my Bengals every Sunday, but I mean, this Sunday we've got Mixon still on IR. Gio Bernard got a concussion and
1: Samaje. So,
0: yep, it'll be Samaje Perine and Brandon Allen at quarterback and running back for the Bengals, and uh, you know we're gonna get a game closer. To- do a two-win finish to go ahead and take Panay top three and protect Joe Burrow's blindside for his whole career. So I can't complain, right? Mm-hmm. And I have this final score as just, uh, 20 to 10 Giants. I don't, you see, I also don't love Daniel Jones because he, he, he plays nervous to me too. Every time I watch him play, he looks nervous. And I don't think that he's going to have a good game because I like our secondary, but I think they'll edge us out on the ground and I think they'll win 20 to 10 just because our offense is terrible.
1: I think the Giants are awful. I think the Bengals are awful. The Bengals are just a little more awful right now. Samaji Piran, I'm pretty sure he, like, had one crazy running game at Oklahoma, and he's somewhere high in the rushing records, like, in a single game. Like, I feel like you're in for, like, hundo in a game. Um, I might be totally wrong on that. Wow.
0: I didn't know that. He has not showed us that in Cincinnati. I, I, you know, averaging, I, I, like, I, three yards a carry.
1: I don't usually like to do this. I'm going to actually look this up. Let's see. Samaji Piran... 400 yard game. I start to type it in. Let's see, 427, 427 yards versus Kansas. The more you know, the better. It's
0: Kansas. It's not even a real 427.
1: No, t- 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 427. Take it or leave it. That being said, the Giants are the, I guess, healthier team. I don't want to say yeah, better because they're the both Bengals awful. Are put up
0: 427 yards of offense on Sunday.
1: So. Yeah, I'll uh, say 17 to 10 Giants. And if there's like some form of a prop bet where like there's a touchdown where like neither, I, 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 this is a bad game. There are a lot of bad. There are a lot of bad games this week. Don't watch it. But the Giants will win if you choose to. <laughs> and that's another one of these games where like I just wouldn't even touch it money wise. Like mm-hmm. when you have such a bad game like this, it's like it, it it's bad. But Giants yeah, it's hard cover. To know
0: if Brandon Island looks decent. You're right. You know you never know. I wouldn't touch it either.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I'll have the Giants cover 17-10. Next, we have a game that feels like it was played yesterday because it was played, I mean, not this Thursday Night Football, but I believe the one before. That's the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are three-point home favorites.
0: Yeah, and this Titans offense, as an owner of both A.J. Brown and Jonu Smith in fantasy, I have come to just despise watching this team play. They love, they love, 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 to have Ryan Tannehill hand it off to Derrick Henry and get sacked. Those are their two favorite things to do. And against this Colts D-line, that's not gonna that's not gonna win you the game. We saw it originally. I, I think the Colts will will win this one 27-20 in cover, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Phillip Rivers does anything like anything decent against that defense. I could see the Colts winning by a couple of touchdowns.
1: Oh, wait a second to get to the point that you just ridiculously are just going off of my notes. But as, I, I, I'm with you, this Titans offense is weird to watch because as a former owner of Derrick Henry, I traded him, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, they're just, it's, it, it, it's weird. It's bland, and they're playing against a Colts team that, Really, just gets it done. They do the dirty work. They have an elite defense, and their offense is the same. It's not super fun to watch the Colts play offense. But as a Jonathan Taylor fantasy owner, mm-hmm. I predict Jonathan Taylor two hundred yards, four touchdowns. En route, I guess they can't score four touchdowns on my prediction. You don't know, no, we'll say four touchdowns. Hot Rod <laughs> misses an extra point for the fun of it. 27-21 Colts. Further I'll showing.
0: A point more than me.
1: Further showing that Cooper is just going off of my notes. <laughs> we'll see on this one we'll we'll see we'll see um next one we got uh the carolina panthers coming off pitching that shutout they're on the road against the minnesota vikings vikings four point favorites
0: yeah i I still don't like kirk cousins very much i know there's probably not many people who are are super high on him or anything but i don't really think that he's going to to get it done against this Panthers defense and then I think they'll come out and get the ball on offense to their playmakers they'll get it to Curtis Samuel and Mike Davis in space and then I I like the chance for the Panthers to win this one 24 and 21 and not only cover but yeah win that one out right
1: yeah I think I was really tempted to take the Panthers and there were basic there, there was one person two words however you want to call it that really stopped me from that and that's Dalvin Cook I I, I don't like, I really, I don't like Kirk Cousins. And the more you think about it, there's a ridiculous amount of, like, quarterback turmoil more than ever. And I don't know if you can, like, maybe you can attribute it to 2020, but it feels like you either have a perfectly franchised quarterback or you're in total limbo. But I, I, I love what Carolina is doing. I think Matt Rule should win coach of the year regardless of how it finishes out, frankly. And I am hoping, I wouldn't be angry if Joe Brady was the next head coach of the New York Jets. Uh, with all that being said, though, a big one or two big Dalvin Cook runs um, will can can win this game, and I think it will. I'll say twenty nine, twenty three Vikings. Um, you you moving around a little bit, Coop?
0: Yeah, sorry, we're all good now. <laughs> Had to just shut the door real quick. There's some outside noise going
1: on. No worries. Um, next one. I think there, there's a bit of an echo right now, Coop. An echo on my
0: end? Yeah, I think so. Is it still going?
1: Um. It's good now. Good now. Um, We got the Cleveland Browns touchdown favorite headed uh, to Jacksonville, who I believe they're starting Mike Glennon this week.
0: Are they starting Mike Glennon? I think they're
1: starting Mike Glennon this week.
0: Well, in that case, I had the Browns winning this one 28-20 and covering, but if they're starting Mike Glennon, they might not score a touchdown because – I watched him at NC State a bit. I watched him first out for the Bucs, and I am not very high on Mike Glennon. I am very high on Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I think that the Browns just run it down their throat this game. Baker Mayfield will run a couple of play actions and then dance in the end zone like he does whenever they beat a bad team. Yeah. I do, I do think that this Browns team is is decent. I don't think they're going to shake it up in the playoffs. I think they'll get in and lose, but I think that they'll cover and win 28-20. to 20.
1: You're ridiculous. You know what? Why? Why is that? You're just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> <Come on. laughs> no, no, no. Never. I, I, I actually, I take back my criticism on this one. I was looking at the wrong thing. But the Browns, I, I still don't know how legitimate of a team they are. I think they just are mi- b- made to beat teams that they should beat and make a couple plays to beat maybe some borderline teams because of that rushing attack. And you really said it perfectly. Baker Mayfield's gonna dance around and act like he's he's the guy after he just hands it off for a couple touchdowns to an elite rushing duo. Mm-hmm. I, I I have Jacksonville scoring a little bit more so because, like, it's hard to predict them, like, getting shut out or something, and it is the Browns. So I'll say the Browns cover, but they weirdly give up 17. So I'll say 30 to 17 Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, next, we have Adele. Both won their games last week. Um, one with a uh, tight end of sorts at quarterback, that being Taysom Hill. The New Orleans Saints are going to be six-point favorites on the road against the Denver Broncos. Broncos have a bit of a quarterback issue.
0: Yeah, Drew Locke really hasn't been what a lot of people, including me, hoped and thought he would be this year. And uh, I, I don't know if he's going to have what it takes against the Saints defense that's underrated as it usually is. And uh, those those wide receivers are... Or honestly, I have seen. I feel like I've seen Drew Locke miss more throws this year than any other quarterback, and he was injured for a few weeks. So I do have the Saints winning this one 30-17. I think they'll get crafty on offense, as they always do, especially with Taysom Hill at quarterback. I think that we'll see Alvin Kamara have a big game, even though he, he surprisingly didn't even play that well in their win this past week with Taysom Hill at quarterback. I do think we'll see him have a big game, and the Saints will pull this one out 30-17. to
1: Okay, so I figured it out now because I knew there was something off on that last one. So what you did is you essentially swapped my score prediction for the Saints game and the Browns game because you said, you said what? what? What did you say the score for this one? 30-17.
0: to
1: 30-17, to 17, so that was my pick for the last one, right? And what was your pick for the Browns game? 28-20. to
0: 20. I can't even tell if you're being serious.
1: I am being dead serious because when you look, if you want to go back and look at the text message, for the New Orleans Saints – Um, they were my Super Bowl pick before the year, uh, started off a bit slow, but I I still love them, even, you know, without Drew Brees, I think they can keep it going, and Denver, I, I don't know about Denver, I feel bad that they're not, I think they'd be a really interesting team if they were fully healthy, but with Locke struggling and such, I don't think there's a way they win, I think they can keep it a fight for a little bit. Well, will have uh, New Orleans end up covering with a score of 27 to 20. 27-20. Okay.
0: No, that's a bit different. That's a bit different. Then,
1: then, then the last one being 28-20. Gotcha.
0: Hey, baby, maybe you, like, hacked into my, my 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 mind or something and took my scores. We don't
1: know. I I, ha- <laughs> I hacked into your mind when I sent you the predictions, yes? Hey, that...
0: man, we don't know. We don't know. you you, <laughs> I, you, you, you set this up from the beginning.
1: You yeah, know, sure. Um, next up, we got uh, Los Angeles Rams coming off a pretty, pretty statement victory on week, uh, on week, uh, Monday Night Football against the Buccaneers. So next up, they have the reeling San Francisco 49ers coming off a bye week. Niners are going to be touchdown underdogs at home.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I'm surprised that it's only a touchdown. I have the Rams winning this one 35-21. This Rams defense is just too good. You know, I, I don't even know if they'll score 21, honestly. But uh, I like their chance to come out and run the football. Or Jared Goff will make the throws he needs to make and nothing more, nothing less. And uh, I think that this Rams this Rams team will get it done.
1: Yeah, there's never a doubt in my mind that I was going to take the Rams. But coming off a of bye week, the Niners intrigued me a little bit. Quarterback issues and just overall it, health issues aside, I I still think they're a relatively decent team that can compete in this one. So I'm still gonna have the Rams win, but I'm gonna have the Niners cover. And I was look, I was doing some extra research on this one. I'm gonna have the Rams win this in what I would believe to be a scoregami. For those who don't know, that's a score that's never happened before, and that is twenty six to twenty five Los Angeles Rams.
0: All right, and that, yeah, that would be a cover for the Niners, okay?
1: Yeah. Um. Then next we have uh the Kansas City Chiefs. They're gonna be three and a half point favorites on the road against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Yeah, and I, I think I can't believe it's only three and a half. This is another one where a lot of these spreads look real good to me because this Bucks team. Has not played well in big games, whether that be on prime time or against the better teams on their schedule. They've really defensively; they're too young. They haven't had much of an answer for a lot of the high-scoring offenses. We saw what the Saints did against their defense, and I think that this Chiefs team will do even better than that. And I think the Chiefs will not only cover, but I think they'll win this one by ten, thirty-five to twenty-one.
1: Okay, so we're actually on the same page on this one, and you didn't copy my score, so that's good. <laughs> Um, I am 100% with you. I think this Buccaneers team got a little too much credit for a bit. Um, I think people were down on them a little too much after that the week one loss against uh, the Saints and then that big win against um, the Packers and that a nice win against the Raiders. I don't know i I was never one to totally buy into that. they're the NFC favorites and. Um, this, uh, the Chiefs are just the best team in football, the only team that's really given them legitimate fits you know, with the Chargers in mind, are have been the Raiders. And I think the Chiefs go out there and just make an absolute statement and uh, send Tampa Bay a little bit scrambling. I don't want to call it total panic mode. Back to the drawing board a little bit, and that's going to be 41-24 Chiefs.
0: Yeah, is this one? Do you know if this is the Sunday night football game by any chance? No,
1: it's not. The Sunday not. night football game is the Chicago Bears – Versus the Green Bay Packers, Packers eight and a half point favorites.
0: Yeah, well, this, I mean, this Bears defense, I feel like I've seen them on primetime plenty of times this season. It's and wild. Really, yeah, it's been really weird to me that they've gotten all these games because I, like I was saying, I do like the Bears defense, but I really don't like anything else about the team. I, I just don't think that they're going to score a lot of points. against. And I th- I'm pretty right.
1: sure Trubisky will be starting.
0: Really, yeah, because they're both dealing with injuries. But, yeah, Trubisky's more likely to be back out there. Um, you know, they might score a couple of touchdowns. I have the Packers covering 31-16. to As a big Bob Tanya fan myself, I would love to see him get a touchdown or two in there. But, yeah, I think, I think this will be a big game for Aaron Rodgers as he, like, continues to try and make his case for MVP over Mahomes. Yeah, so I'll,
1: I'll be fast to it. The Chicago Bears play pretty deep. Decent uh, defense, don't do a lot of offense. They have to handle a guy named Devontae Adams, who hopefully, for my fantasy team's sake, scores a couple touchdowns. Packers 30-20. My big question for you is, do you want uh, Robert Tunyon to have a lot of success because you just love him, or do you want him to have success because he's probably starting at tight end because you're mad at Johnny Smith? (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, actually, I am yet to decide if it'll be Jordan Smith or Robert Tanyan suiting up for me in fantasy this week. But either way, I know that whoever I bench is going to score more. So I may go ahead and start Johnu, Watch Tanyan on the bench catch a couple of touchdowns, and that way I'll be happy because I love me some Big Bob. I might, you know, I'm not even a Packers fan. I kind of want a Big Bob jersey.
1: Get a get a, get a good old Big Bob Tanyan jersey. I'm I'm mm-hmm. here for it. That's our uh, Sunday night game. We'll wrap it up. With um, I'll, I'll say an intriguing Monday night football game. That being the Seattle Seahawks five and a half point favorites against the Philadelphia Eagles. Love me some Seahawks. Seahawks are awesome. Feels like all the, like they're just a collection of teams that have been shuffled in, into um the Sunday night, the Thursday night, and then the Monday night. Like it's just they were on Thursday night the week before. Then they played know. a bunch of Sunday nights. I don't know. Seattle, Seattle Seahawks and Philadelphia Eagles. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I've seen more Seahawks and like like we said, Bucks. Like Seahawks, Bucks and Bears. I feel like I've seen on primetime yeah. more than any other team this season combined. But uh, I, I do think that this Eagles offense is going to have to decide. What their, what their direction is pretty soon here. I think they're going to have to decide before the end of the year, considering that they're currently leading the division, if they want to continue with Carson Wentz, a quarterback, or if they want to throw Jalen Hurts into the mix. I, I don't know what you would do in that situation. It's hard to know, but I, I do think that we'll see... Hurts get used a few times in this game, as we've seen him use this season. I think that Seattle wins this game 27-21 in covers because Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson, and DK Metcalf has been pretty good on primetime this season. You will always remember that clip of him chasing down what should have been the pick six. But yeah, the Seahawks defense, I'm I'm happy for Miles Sanders, as I own him in that that same fantasy league. I think that he'll tear him up for a touchdown or two, but I do think the Seahawks will hold on and win 27-21.
1: yeah. So I don't know if I actually have ears on me right now, but I know if they are if there are, I have a number of people right now that are totally enjoying you saying that they should maybe go to Jalen Hurts, the possibility of it. Um love me some Jalen Hurts. I have um have a Jalen Hurts like on um definitely highly illegal, like sweatshirt of his from when he was, I like, guess, a sophomore at Alabama. It says like truth, that says truth hurts. Um but the Eagles are such a weird point. So are all of the NFC East teams, but specifically like the Eagles and to the Cowboys, like at a lesser extent, because theirs is more just because of, you know, their franchise quarterback getting injured. The Eagles really aren't a good team in an egg, any regular situation. They'd be totally tearing it down. But the fact that they're in, you know, a contention spot, I really. Uh, they are they're, they're in this spot where they can't really decide what exactly they're supposed to do. So that'll yeah. be interesting to look forward. Um
0: it's a big week for them cuz if they lose this game and the either the Giants, if the Giants win and then whoever the winner is of the of the Washington Dallas game, those two teams will be in first. The Eagles will go from first to third in the division like that.
1: Yeah. And Carson Wentz, you just you need, a, you need a clean game from him, whether or not it results in a win. This is a Seahawks defense that's been awful, absolutely awful. You need, you need, a, you need a clean game from Carson Wentz, and that's going to say a lot, whether it be a victory or not, because the Seattle Seahawks team is going to score. Um, and I'm going to have them win this game 38-24. to But that dynamic for the Eagles is going to be very interesting to watch.
0: Mhm. I totally agree. I think that this is the more and more I think about it, it's a big time game for Wentz because if he is going to show out in any game this season, it'll be this one.
1: This is the one. Monday night. Um you're going to have one of those Thursday games. Um one of those teams will have a leg up. The Giants get the Bengals. So this is really mm-hmm. important for them. It and really is. I we we both have them falling short, but it God, we need to delete the NFC East. I say, I mean, if the NFC, if a team from the NFC East gets to go in, why not like just let the Jets in?
0: Hey, man, I I think that if Burrow is healthy and the Bengals were in the NFC East, that's a eleven win team right there. I mean, yeah. I'm also crazy, but that's kind of okay.
1: I mean, you're not wrong with either of those. Would I think they'd probably win the division if Burrow healthy? But you also convinced yourself that the Bengals were like gonna make the playoffs in the afc north so
0: <laughs> well this year not this year but soon soon hopefully we got a healthy joe Burrow for next season hopefully that's
1: hopefully uh we, we we could spend days talking about uh oh, yeah. your uh deep love and sometimes uh blinded love of the cincinnati <laughs> bangles but that's uh that's
0: it's blind
1: fair b- yeah, b- blind's blind is perfect fair. for it as as you're wearing your glasses um <laughs> <laughs> That's just about gonna wrap up this episode, and it was uh, we're clocking in a bit longer than some of these usual uh, football football uh, weekly rundowns. But let me tell you, this was one of my mm, I'm gonna have a fond memory of recording this episode. I've I've had a terrific time, Cooper. Yeah, hey, I've had
0: a great time too. Thank you for having me
1: on, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as always, the blog the blog. I will post um, these picks. On there, hopefully soon. It's it's annoying Thursday morning games. I'm gonna have to actually not procrastinate as much. Those will be up there, um, as well as feel free to check out other articles. The Instagram at the dot redshirt posting about when the podcasts are posted, when blog posts are posted. I mean, no one does it, but if you want to follow the Twitter at the redshirt blog, maybe I'll, maybe I'll remember to actually tweet my things on there. But, um, Cooper, you have any uh, shameless plugs?
0: Um, I'll, I'll do two. I got first cooper.lida on Instagram, L E Y D A. And the second one is stream kamikaze.
1: Stream kamikaze.
0: Yep, those are my two plugs for you there.
1: Those are your two plugs there. <laughs> um, to the, everyone listening. This is another one of those. At the beginning, I was talking about like looking forward to. I knew that Joe Buck was gonna have that intro. Everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. Have, happy Thanksgiving. Have some. Have some turkey for us. I don't like turkey personally, so have some for me. Enjoy um,
0: some terrible football.
1: Too. Enjoy some. Football enjoy some awful <laughs> Thursday football, and that'll just about do it for this episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. Thank you guys for joining in.